It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Of course, and that's what they do anyway. 
But you know, you know, if you, if you really want their brother to do their campaign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really want to know what's going on, that's what it is. I mean, they're up there because somebody behind them is paying them to be there, whatever for whatever reason it is. Either it's to weaken uh, Donald Trump, or to weaken whatever, or to strengthen or, or somebody, or to strengthen else, somebody you know. else. You know, it's all that. Donald Trump said it was like a horse race, and uh, that's why he said he didn't he didn't want anybody to to be behind him and ahead of him. He didn't want to take any money from any of these big big gamblers, and uh, you know because. Yeah, you know, and and for that I respect him. I think a lot of people do. But at the same time, you know, uh, let's get down to business here. Let, it, uh, yeah, you want to read that? Yeah, I just want to go back one because I think that was kind of that important. was interesting. Right, I, I thought of putting that on. I wasn't sure if you liked uh, it. Stand with Korean union leaders. Yeah, this they're is really. Important. It's really what they're really badgering these poor guys. I mean, really, really. Stand with uh, yeah, well, Korean uh, Union leaders. Yeah, so this is important. I want to get this article up. It's good. Um, yeah, it is very good. And uh, Union leaders in Korea face surveillance, harassment, and imprisonment simply for standing up for workers' rights. This crackdown on dissent is reaching new heights with the investigation of 1,531 people who recently attended a rally protesting changes to labor laws. On November 21st, the offices of the Korean Federation of Trade Unions and its affiliated were raided. Police seized computers, documents, and other equipment. Several workers were arrested at that time, and a warrant was issued for Hang Sang-yun, KCTU president. President Han left the temple where he was on a hunger strike and is now under arrest at a police station. The police denounced that he will continue the legal action against more union leaders, especially Ms. Lee Yong-ju and the General Secretary and Ms. Bai Tae-sun, Executive Director of the Organization and Collective Action Department of the KCTU. This followed the arrest of members and officials from the Korean Federation of Public Services and Transportation Workers Unions and the Tower Crane Branch of Korean Construction Workers Union. These brave union leaders need you to stand with them. We stand in solidarity with trade union activists. The International Labor Organization has on several occasions condemned the government of Korea for its serious violations of the right to freedom of association and to bargain collectively. Sharon Burrow, General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation said, the Korean government is acting in a dictatorial and abusive manner to its own people, using arrest and imprisonment to back employers who refuse to respect basic rights to union representation and collective bargaining. Korea is betraying its commitments at the ILO and OECD to uphold international labor standards. This is a very dangerous path for any country. We call on the government to recognize it is behaving in a, behave, in a manner that contradicts core principles of democracy and to cease its attack on fundamental liberties. And if you want to support uh, this, you yeah, can... a general strike today uh, by joining the Labor, uh, L-A-B-O-U-R, uh, capital S-P-A-R-T campaign. 
Just go to the AFL-CIO blog and then go into this article and you can sign yeah, up yeah, to that. Yeah, you can do it. With that, That's with the that. AFL-CIO now. Yeah. And uh, flight so attendants... support those, those union workers. Okay. Flight attendants protest United Airlines as the holiday uh, travel season kicks into high gear. As holiday travel ramps up a week before Christmas... United Airlines uh, flight attendants are marching at nearly 20 airports around the world to call attention to severe delays by management to contract negotiations. That's not right. So they're delaying their contract yeah. negotiations because of uh, the holidays, supposedly? Yeah, yeah, they don't want to, whatever it is. Uh, the 24,000 United Airlines flight attendants are represented by the AFA uh, CWA. The protest includes flight attendants from all U.S. airlines and airline pilots associations, uh, other unions, and passengers. Uh, United con uh, continues to make record profits, and the share prices are have, has increased 204% since flight attendants joint contract negotiations began. Uh, when the airline struggled, Flight attendants were forced to make extraordinary personal sacrifices with a compromise that shared sacrifice would equal shared reward. Well, a joint contract of, of United uh, at United will directly affect 24,000 attendants at United Airlines and 25,000 flight attendants at American Airlines. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're 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 working to make that happen. I don't know if that's uh, if it will, but. Um, well, they certainly made sacrifices when times were lean and told they'd be rewarded yeah. in good times. Yeah, well, well, conveniently, the corporation has forgotten that. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the article is interesting, but it says the management has tried, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, management performance commitment rings hollow as they refuse to do the substantive work that will make the real change necessary for United operational performance. AFA president Ken Dias, um, pre-merger United, whatever. I guess they're merging with with NIDER. United, what? United, United. Airlines, yeah. Uh, it gets it gets pretty involved. I'd rather not get into all this, but but anyway, just know that uh, flight attendants are are uh, fighting us. You know, it's a good thing. You know, what I mean? don't you think? I yeah, think so. they, I, I think, think they so. should. I hope, I hope they. Uh, Unfortunately, unless you hold management's feet to the fire, they don't honor their promises. They, a lot of them never do, no, that's true. It's very sad. But they whine and cry when uh, they want you to sacrifice for them. Oh, yeah, sure. And get plenty of publicity for it. Of course, of course. Anyway, let's go on. I didn't hear about this on the uh, media. Mainstream media about flight attendants oh, being Oh, no, fully. of course no? not. You're never going to hear that. Why not? Yeah, they're trying to sell you uh, uh, round-trip tickets over the holidays. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this I thought was interesting. Seattle's for higher drivers win in historic vote. You know, there's so many people that are Uber drivers now, yeah. and everybody just trying to do stuff. But poor drivers that, that have been there before them, you know, these guys are getting screwed now. Well, drivers in Seattle for higher industry won the right to collectively bargain over their wages and working conditions uh, through a historic first in the 
nation's ordinance passed unanimously in the Seattle City Council on Monday. The uh, measure sponsored by Council Member Mike O'Brien will now move to Mayor Ed Murray's desk for signature. Drivers and community supporters celebrated the bill's passage, calling it a turning point toward greater protection for workers in the changing economic landscape. By giving us rights, the law will help all of the drivers and also help our communities, uh, said Peter Kuhl, an Uber driver and member of the Leadership Council of App-Based Drivers Association. Under the proposal, drivers would have the ability to come together to choose a nonprofit organization to represent them. Once authorized, the organization could engage in collective bargaining on the driver's behalf. The new law would apply to all taxi drivers, for hire drivers and drivers for app-based dispatch companies such as Uber and Lyft. So this legislation allows drivers to have a voice and negotiate with companies, wrote Teresa Mosqueda of the Washington State Labor Council in testimony submitted to the city, Seattle City Council. It's smart, innovative, and it keeps pace with the changes in the app-based economy which have left many workers without basic work right protections. This represents the next and necessary step in addressing rights for the on-demand workforce. That's, Over the, that's good, actually. Yeah, that's good. Over the past several months, for hire drivers have been coming increasingly vocal about the need for change in the industry. Since I started driving for Uber, Uber has cut our pay without notice, terminated drivers without giving a reason, and blocked our efforts to improve our working conditions, Kroll said. We're looking for fairness and the ability to earn a living wage. Taxi cab operators also expressed their support of the proposal. As a cab driver, making a living has become really hard, said Amar Khan, who drives a wheelchair-accessible taxi for Yellow Cab. All we are asking for is a level playing field, and that can't happen until drivers have the right to speak up. Because of their disputed status as independent contractors, for hire drivers don't have the ability to unionize through a national uh, election process, and they also aren't covered under Seattle's wage theft, sick leave, or new $15 minimum wage law to address these inequities. Drivers approach Teamster Local 117 for assistance in getting organized. Taxi Drivers formed the Western Washington Taxi Cab Operators Association in 2012. In 2013, drivers for app-based dispatch companies formed the App-Based Drivers Association. Both organizations work closely with Local 117 to ensure that drivers are treated fairly. So I think that's great. Yeah, I want to congratulate the drivers on winning a major victory today, said John Searcy, Secretary-Treasurer of the Local 117. All workers, no matter where they work or the nature of their work, deserve the opportunity to have a voice. And the Universal Declaration of Human Rights identifies the rights of workers to bargain collectively as a fundamental human right. Now, these workers have the right. So that's and, good. Uh, that goes on. That yeah, I think it's interesting because um, you know what what, some, what people don't understand is is the the value of I mean the human right the human right for 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 um, decent work you know 
for decent for for the right. No, for to, no, for, the, the, you, it's the right to uh, correct compensation and that kind of thing. Yeah, but the right not to be a be a damn slave or a damn that's what uh, I'm saying, jerk to, for to, compensation. To, yeah, you know, to these assholes who who fire you. You know, that's what unions are for. That's right. They can say they don't like you, or somebody yeah, decides yeah. their brother needs their work, and they just yeah, fire you yeah, and say thanks for what. I don't like your politics or whatever the hell. You know, any anything they can do to, to get rid of you. And you know you have to have some kind of job protection. You do, and you know that's what unions are about, folks. And that's why we support them so, so much here on the, on our show. Very strong. And now for for since our inception. The Paris Climate yeah, Change Agreement is a, is a landmark achievement. I don't know. I don't want to agree with that, but I but I I wanted to read the article anyway because, I, you know, you got to look at the a union issue, the union aspect, why they would think it was so. Important. Well, the AFL, they're still playing up to the to, to the see. to the old concept. So the AFL-CIO applauds the UN Paris Climate Change Agreement as a landmark achievement in international cooperation that is both sensible and achievable. We support the use of nationally determined contributions and recognize the importance of the transparency mechanism, which allow appropriate responses if commitments are not met. Workers must be at the center of any successful effort to address climate change. Workers in certain sectors will be at the brunt of transitional job and income loss. For this reason, the agreement appropriately recognizes the imperatives of a just transition of the workforce and the creation of different work and quality, decent work and quality jobs. As a society, well, I'm not sure what any of this means. As a society, we cannot forget those who perform life lifetime of difficult and dangerous work to power America's economy, which we must ensure their retirement benefits are not uh, this, lost this, this in bankruptcy courts. Or <laughs> let me read it, or the halls of Congress. Business must do its part by investing in affected communities and creating family supporting jobs like those that will be lost. It is unclear whether the emerging clean energy sector is able to provide those jobs on the scale needed. We also need significant investment in carbon capture and nuclear technologies. The U.S. labor movement will work to create a better future for affected communities. The international community has reached an important agreement. We call on America to make the promises real. But, you know, I, I totally my, disagree with that. Uh, just let me yeah. say something. Yeah, my yeah. fear is that they talk about all these things, but in the end people just lose their jobs and nobody can do anything. Yeah, but not only that, I mean, they're, they're trying to, to include nuclear energy. Well, I'm in, not in, in support I mean, of that. I would never support nuclear uh-huh. energy under any circumstances. Me either. I mean, the whole thing is just one big fraud, and for the unions to be so hop-hop about it, I mean, you know. And they didn't really even state what the agreement is. No, nobody really knows what it is. I want to know what the agreement it's like is. The, it's like the TTP. I mean, uh, suddenly, uh, you know, after a year of, of negotiation, suddenly the unions came on and said, oh, we can't have that. That's terrible. Yeah, well, you know, I, but, I, but, is that know, what's going to happen in this case when it well, comes now, out? Well, now you got this this bullshit. I mean, I really think, I, I really, really, really disagree in 100% with it. I, I am not in support of it until I know kill, what it is. It's going to kill jobs. Until I know what it is. I don't know what it is. What is it that we've signed on to? Nobody really knows. All right. All I know is that if you know the, the, the that you know this is going to change everything, and this is what everybody's been salivating for to to bring in that carbon tax 
and you know you're starting with Al yeah, Gore who wanted to make yeah, a fortune out of his personal. He was that grin ear to ear. I'm he, sure he, he was. He finally get what he yeah, wants. Yeah, you know he thinks he can. He's gonna he's gonna be a fat little uh, porker. Yeah. So uh, yeah, burn the TPP. Well, middle America is smoldering for too long. Uh, average citizens worked harder and produced more. The corporation cut pay and benefits. Offshore communities sustaining factories and uh, kill families supporting jobs and crush communities. That's exactly what it is. Well, the TPP is even more than that. That was NAFTA. <laughs> now the TPP even makes it worse. Uh, the GOP presidential candidate, Donald Trump, strokes the fire by urging Americans to blame anyone but corporations and corporate honchos like himself. One percenter Trump and his fellow GOP candidates exhort uh, average Americans to hate and fear Muslims, Syrian refugees, Black Lives Matter activists, and undocumented migrants. immigrants. Well, this is the visionary tactic. The intent to split workers into small subgroups so lot, they lose strength in numbers, and it's a diversionary tactic. The ungodly wealthy like Trump, who have taken for themselves all the economic gains from increased worker productivity, finger as someone other than one percenters as the culprit for middle-class wage stagnation and uh, provoke workers to fight among themselves. Well, divisions and diversions help the 1% captured government, securing policies that further enrich the rich, uh, the like trickle-down economics under which no benefit ever actually descend, uh, you know, bailouts to Wall Street but not Main Street, and jobs-destroying uh, trade deals like the North American Free Trade or NAFTA, and the proposed uh, Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership. In a real democracy, one where government serves the 99%, the smoldering in America would uh, be piling piles of discarded TPP tax. Burning it was advised last week by the Labor Advisory Committee on the TPP, a group established by Congress that includes representatives of every major labor union and labor coalition in America, among them the mine, the United Steelworkers. In a 120-page report, the committee detailed exactly how the proposed TPP would injure working Americans and foster the closing and offshoring of vital American industries such as steel, aluminum, and vehicle manufacturing. TPP negotiations should start over, the Labor Advisory Committee said. They should produce a deal that puts workers first, not corporations and the 1%. Unlike labor groups, giant multinational corporations, especially those like Nike and Walmart that exploit slave wage labor overseas, Love the TPP proposal. They hype it using the div diversion. Look, the U.S. coalition of massive corporations for the TPP says, here's a map showing how much each U.S. state exports to the 11 other Pacific Rim countries in the proposed deal. It's classic hocus-pocus. What the map fails to show is how much each state imports from the 11 countries, and that's the problem. When imports exceed exports, creating a trade deficit, America loses jobs. That's exactly what happened under NAFTA. That deal cost more than more than 845,000 U.S. workers their jobs as their factories closed or moved south of the border, and consumers then bought goods manufactured in Mexico rather than the U.S. 
The same thing happened after the United States agreed in 2001 to allow China into the World Trade Organization. The resulting trade deficit eliminated or displaced 3.2 million American jobs. Every time one of these trade deals is proposed, corporations eager to replace American factory workers with long-hour, low-wage foreign laborers promise exports will rise. And often they do, but imports rise much more, and as more stuff is shipped to the U.S., American factories close, American workers lose their jobs, jobs and the American middle class shrinks. The Labor Advisory Committee urged the TPP negotiators to include strong enforceable measures in the deal to prevent this patent from reoccurring. They didn't. In fact, under the TPP, American workers would lose protections. For example, as it is now, the U.S. government can specify the tax dollars go to create jobs in the U.S. under the Buy America and Buy American programs. When the federal government builds a new highway or helps fund a sewage treatment plant, it has the right to specify that the steel and concrete be made by American workers in the U.S. The TPP would limit that. Under the TPP, American workers in wage, into a wage race to the bottom by pitting them against foreign workers paid pennies per hour and against child and forced laborers. The TPP would, for example, allow Vietnam to do absolutely nothing for five years about a violations of workers' rights in certain areas, while the country immediately receives the benefits of tariff cuts on products exported to the United States. This will put American workers in competition with those in Vietnam, earning an average of $150 a month. But look away. Stateless, multinational corporations say, don't think about the fact that after inflation, the vast majority of American workers have flatlined or fallen since wages have flatlined or fallen since 1979, and the TPP would clearly worsen the terrible trend. Don't worry, multinational corporations say. The TPP would require nations to establish and enforce minimum wages. Don't think about the fact that the TPP fails to set any sort of standard enabling a country to institute a minimum wage of five cents an hour or less. The Labor Advisory Committee sought to protect American workers by asking the TPP negotiators to include strong measures to stop currency manipulation and to require high percentage of product to be manufactured within a TPP country for it to be exempt from tariffs when exported to the U.S. The negotiators did neither. That's no surprise since they were formally advised by 500 corporate lobbyists. Instead of increasing the percentage of product that must be manufactured in TPP country, the deal would lower it when compared to the standards in previous trade packs. Rather than penalizing currency manipulators, the TPP would do nothing more than evaluate the practice that countries like Japan and Vietnam use to artificially lower the price of their products while rising the price, raising the price of American-made products. Multinational corporations that want to manufacture low-wage, low-environmental protection foreign country, low, that want to manufacture in low-wage, low-environmental protection foreign countries say, look, there's something about currency manipulation glommed onto the bottom of the TPP. It's not the part of the main deal, doesn't include strong language, and it isn't enforceable. But look away, check out that the guy who speaks broken English standing on the street corner trying desperately to get work as a day laborer. 
The Labor Advisory Committee wants average Americans to look directly at this bad trade scheme and the self-dealing corporations pushing it. The measure of trade success should be improving broadly shared prosperity, increasing family supporting jobs, and raised middle-class wages. Corporate profits should rise as well, but the first priority in a democracy should be people, not corporations. The proposed TPP fails this test. Americans' anger should be directed where it is deserved, not at Muslims or Hispanics, but at politicians who would vote to approve this proposal to further lower the wages, destroy their jobs, and diminish the American economic opportunity. And there you go, folks. That's exactly, exactly what's going on. That's uh, a sad really, thing. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, and that's know. why we're having this cast of clowns and all the... No, it's, it's all the idiots, all the Republican idiots. To distract us away from what's really idiots, happening. Too, that's mm-hmm. uh, this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me a second. Uh, Trumpka... It came up uh, with Trump, of course, as the head of the FLCIO. Well, you didn't think they but, should raise the... Yeah, this is, I thought that was an interesting article because uh, uh, in anticipation of Federal Reserve raising interest rates, FLCIO President Richard Trump made the following statement. He says, we urge the Fed to avoid making a, uh, to avoid making a mistake by rising, raising interest rates uh, tomorrow. Which is today. Yeah, which they is did today. That. And too many working people are not feeling the economic recovery because of stagnant wages. In the months to come, the Fed should focus on the on the policy goal that real wages should rise with productivity. And working people deserve to lead better lives by sharing the wealth we all create. You know, that, 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 I think he makes sense there. Don't you? Yeah, it, they only met, uh, they only raised it like a quarter of a point. A quarter of a percent. That was it. One quarter of a percent. That's like, you know, who the hell? I I don't know. I'm not one that really understands all of that. Well, uh, I'm not sure why he's against it. Well, why he's against raising the rate? Mm. Well, primarily because he's not because because it's it's it. He doesn't feel the economy is strong enough. Exactly, to raise the rate, you know. And but on the other hand, retired people, uh, yeah, hardly, uh, you know, it's balancing working people against people who've worked and have retired. Yeah, and and, I mean, you can't you can't earn a dime on your savings, and you know, it's ridiculous. People can't even retire. They can't retire, you know, and and which prevents younger people from getting their jobs. Sure, they want to cut social security, and they want to cut all this. People are afraid to retire. Basically, you know, I gotta, I gotta hand it to this guy, uh, John Stewart. Uh, you know, he left that that uh, that job there in the, you know, the Daily News and all yep. that, made million million dollar salary. But now, now he was out there uh, protesting, and I, I respect him for that. Early Sunday, we'll be, uh, we'll be bringing you a roundup of the important news and commentary. Now, wait a minute. I want to read this because John Stewart uh, was arrested at the uh, uh, protesting the uh, uh, bill that that stopped the funding for nine one one responders. Uh, they you know, they they're, now they're, they they're now have they now have it. It's part of a bill that passed. They did great. Mm-hmm. So every Sunday we'll be bringing you a roundup of important news and commentary about issues and events working to uh, important to working families. 
Here's the week's uh, working people's list. Well, no one actually sure of the sharing economy. Oh, wait a minute. Where was, uh, I'm so confused. I was him. I don't know where the. Keep going. The article is going. Uh, let's do that. I don't know. I'm not even sure. I, want, I, I wanted to make this. Statement because it was such a, a, a worthy. Uh, I mean, they they put a picture there, but they don't even show the article. Mm. Yeah, it was a very important, uh, very important protest that uh, John Stewart was at, and that was. Uh, um, well, I was know, listening you know, up to the radio on the way home, and I heard that they passed something to provide. Till uh, 2090 coverage for. Did they really? It's not, it's not on the air. I'm surprised they don't have it. Um, so I don't know when. Um, well, that was a steal that, uh, a couple of days ago when he got arrested. Uh, Do you have anything on your side on that? No. most boring thing. It's the most boring thing John Stewart has ever been at, but he has a very more very important message you need to hear. So you can just put that on. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Uh, this is this is insane, but uh, as I see the scene here, it, it begins to make sense to me about how our government works. Uh, we have a bunch of first responders uh, outside freezing their asses off in the middle of a field while our country's last responders, uh, our country's worst responders, are inside uh, nice and comfy and cozy, probably having soup, probably good soup. There is no bill more worthy and solid than the one for 9-11. Uh, uh, first responders, permanent health care, fully funded with the Victims' Compensation Fund. These guys should never have to come down here again, if for nothing else. I don't know if you all could survive another one of these political press conferences. This is the most boring thing I have ever been at. <laughs> right, but that passed. We knew 9-11 health work. That that, it did pass, yes. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Probably that. because of him. They have had a very, very major, they plays a very major role. I'm glad he decided to get off the news thing and become a, a, an, activist. A, an activist. Good for him. On the ground activist. And I think that's that, that's really amazing for him. Well, he made a deal. He made enough money. He's obviously yeah. not. A, he's obviously not a greedy man. Well, yeah, he, he could have. You know, he could stay there forever. He was making like twenty-five million dollars a year on that show. Just being himself. Yeah. So anyway, very few people make that jump. Uh, I know. It was, it was good for him. He did. Walmart policies have sent 400,000 jobs to China. Wow. That's not very nice of them. 400,000 jobs. Walmart's policies have sent 400,000 jobs to China since 2001. A report uh, conservatively estimates. Um, through which Walmart, the world's largest retailer, serves as a key conduit of Chinese products being introduced to the American market. Excuse me. 
Key findings report the uh, uh, findings from the report show that Chinese imports entering through Walmart in 2013 likely totaled at least 49.1 billion dollars, and the combined effort effect of imports from and exports to China conducted through Walmart likely accounted for 15.3 percent of the growth of the total U.S. goods trade deficit with China between 2001 and 2013. Uh, the Walmart-based trade deficit with China alone eliminated a displaced uh, more than 400,000 U.S. jobs between 2001 and 2013. Mm-hmm. The manufacturing sector and its workers have been hardest hit by the growth of Walmart imports. Walmart's increased trade deficit with China between 2001 and 2013 eliminated 314,500 manufacturing jobs, or 75.7%. No, yeah, 75.7% of the jobs lost. lost from Walmart trade deficit. These job uh, losses are particularly destructive because jobs in the U.S. Manu- in the manufacturing sector pay higher wages and provide better benefits than most other industries, including for especially for workers with less than a college education. Walmart has announced plans to create opportunities for American manufacturing by investing in American <laughs> jobs. Well, you too slow. To date, very few actual U.S. jobs have been created by this program, and since 2001, the growing Walmart trade deficit with China has displaced more than 100 U.S. jobs for every actual or promised job created through this program. China's rapidly growing trade surpluses are largely a result of currency manipulation. China invests hundreds of billions of dollars in efforts to bid up the value of the dollar in other countries, lowering the cost of Chinese exports to the U.S. and other countries. Suppression of labor rights keeps wages down, making Chinese-made products artificially cheap. Walmart serves as a major conduit of cheap products in the United States. So... Yay, Walmart, right? Time to reflect on U.S. role in Chinese worker exploitation. Well, how about their exploitation of us? Well, how China and currency manipulation affect you. Let's read that. Right. And Trumpka says, China's currency devaluation deepens unfair trade practices. America, working families need action on currency manipulation. Well, let's spend some time and talk about that. If people don't really understand that, I don't think. How China and currency manipulation affects you. Currency manipulation is a term that describes the practice of government intervening in foreign currency markets in order to change the value of its own currency to gain an advantage. For instance, a government can go into a foreign exchange market flood it with its currency while buying up lots of foreign currency or foreign government debt. China, the world's second largest economy, has been engaging in such behavior for years. This matters to American workers because the practice artificially holds down the value of the renminbi, also known as the yuan. yuan? Oh, that's their their thing. A lower than... The yuan, yuan. A lower-than-market-value renminbi acts like a subsidy on Chinese-made goods and services, 
making them cheaper and acts like a tax on U.S.-made goods and services, making them more expensive. The cumulative effect of such moves has resulted in the loss of millions of American jobs, and it's been a key driver of the massive defection of factories from the U.S. to China. Well, why don't we do something about it? Well, that's the guy. Trump's the only one who's talked about doing something about it. During August, China already has devaluated its currency by about 4% against the dollar, given the size and influence of the Chinese economy. Vietnam, a party to the ongoing Trans-Pacific Partnership negotiation, also chose to devaluate its currency. And a number of other TPP countries from Malaysia, New Zealand, and Australia also saw their currencies lose value against the dollar in international trading. The failure of the TPP to address currency manipulation is one of its key failures and something that will most assuredly make the deal a net net job and wage loser for America's working families. It's also something in the administration, which has not finished negotiation, negotiating the deal, could fix if it wanted to. Want to learn more? I encourage you to join the call with Economic Policy Institute trade expert Robert E. Scott on Sunday, August 30th. Well, that's already passed, yeah. 2015. So anyway, that's what's going on, currency manipulation. You know, it's, it's happening constantly, and China's the biggest culprit. Then they have noted this, this government has no desire to fix it. Yeah, they don't this, care. No, I think this is a good article, too. A time to reflect on U.S. role in go, Chinese worker exploitation. I mean, it, it's pretty bad because Apple, Apple is, is one of the most notorious. Uh-huh. Right? Nike. Yeah, Nike. The first the visit to Seattle by uh, Chinese President Jing, Zhao Xi, Z, no, uh, Zhao Jinping. Uh, Zhao is X-I, is not Zhao. Yes, it is, isn't it? Uh, Z. Zi Jinping is a historical, is a historical moment. Z is known for his um, uh, crackdown on corruption in the government and for opening up Chinese markets. Well, certainly the discussions with business roundtable leaders here are geared toward creating more market opportunities in the current country with the world's largest population. But Xi's visit is not only for the multinational corporations, it's also an opportunity for the re- to, to reflect on the status of workers in China, our uh, complicity, and the ways we can stand in solidarity with the working people of China. This was written in September. Yeah, so still relevant. Labor laws in China require employers to follow minimum employment standards. While minimum wages are set by provinces, national law enforces work hours, overtime holidays and safety, and many other conditions of employment, including the requirement that all employers pay into a social insurance program for their employees, which includes pension, medical insurance, work-related injury insurance, unemployment compensation, and maternity leave. Yeah, that's never going to happen in China. (laughs) No, it says labor laws in China require require employers to follow a minimum standard of employment. While minimum wages are set by provinces, this is what they do. Enforcement of labor laws is key to how workers are treated. Independent unions are not legal in China, 
and it's also illegal to strike. Nonetheless, workers in China are demanding their rights with thousands striking in the apparel industry, taxi driving, teaching, and most recently, e-commerce workers. There is plenty to criticize in the treatment of workers, the lack of independent trade unions, the oppression of workers in China. What we must consider, though, in the quest for more global solidarity is the complicity of the U.S. in this oppression. It is no secret that U.S. manufacturing, apparel, shoes, technology, toys, electronics has moved to China in recent decades as U.S. companies seek lower wages. According to uh, Li Quang, Executive Director of China Labor Watch, the U.S. criticism of China generally stops short of a critique that threatens the economic interests of the U.S. So. Well, that's kind of interesting, I thought. So, thank you, Lila. It's a long article. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's interesting to see that. And, you know, it's exploitation. Yeah. And China's... But it hasn't benefited the uh, middle-class American at all. No, not at all, no. It's... The Chinese workers aren't making much, and the middle-class no, I mean, Americans oh, yeah. are suffering. Yeah. So there's only the one percenters that are making anything. Well, not really, because because even in China, they, that that middle class is growing. You know, they have over 400 million middle class in China. You know, that's, that's bigger than our middle class. That's bigger than our country. Yeah. Our whole country is only 325 million people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, less than a mil- 100 million people in this country are middle class. All right, you know, maybe 150 million, less than that. And shrinking. Shrinking, all right, and uh, because of this, uh, these policies, uh, it's pretty frightening. The rest are poor. I mean, one in four people are are under the poverty line. You know, that's pretty damn sick for for an industrial country. Right? Mm-hmm. I think. With no, with industry fleeing. Yeah, exactly. You know, so the whole thing's a. Ten reasons you should sign the petition calling for the repeal of the health care tax. A new tax on health care plans is threatening to hurt working people and their families. The 40% tax on many health care plans will lead to increased out-of-pocket costs for workers. You can go right now and add your name to a petition to members of Congress asking them to keep the Affordable Care Act affordable by supporting a repeal of the health care benefits tax. Well, Here are 10 reasons the health care benefits tax should be repealed. Nearly 35% of health plans are taking action to avoid the tax, often by reducing benefits or shifting costs to workers. Some 40% of employees surveyed said the plan will affect them when it goes into effect in 2018. Some one-third of employers who expect to be required to pay the tax say they would increase out-of-pocket costs for consumers in order to avoid the tax. Today, the vast majority of workers face deductibles averaging more than $1,300 for single coverage, even higher deductibles and other out-of-pocket spending requirements that will result from this tax will hurt working people and their families when they need medical care. And the tax, uh, five, is the tax uh, disproportionately will hurt those who need the most care, 
women, the elderly, and people with chronic illnesses. More than 75% of those polled oppose the tax when they learn it would likely cause employees to pay more out-of-pocket for health care services due to higher deductibles and co-pays. Repeal has a partisan support with more than 160 Democrats and 120 Republicans in Congress uh, already expressing support. More than 31 million non-elderly adults already are underinsured, according to the 2015 Commonwealth Fund study. This tax is likely to increase the problem. Research shows high-cost sharing requirements already are keeping people with serious medical conditions from seeing the, the doctor and effectively managing their chronic illness. Skipping needed care can lead to increase in the use of emergency rooms. About 70% of emergency room physicians report seeing patients who have private insurance but have delayed medical care because of high out-of-pocket expenses, coinsurance, or high deductibles. And there's a That's petition a there. Yeah, it's really bad. So uh, should we move on to what's on your uh, Facebook? Oh, my Facebook. Sure. Well, let, let's go here, though, first. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Eh, they got enough problems. And making the same mistake twice. Oh, here we go. Let's 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 uh, let's advocate union-made uh, holiday gifts. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Don't you do? Union-made holiday gifts. There's it's, a list right yeah, there below. It's not too late yet to find the perfect holiday gift, and carries a union label. It's made in America. Blows the ra wide range of gifts possible, from clothes to games, to sports equipment, and more. And uh, here it is. Brooks Brothers, Joseph Abood, Majestic Athletic, Timex Watches, Naturalizer Shoes, Nun Bush Shoes, Red Wing Shoes. Beauty products. Avon, uh, Caress Skincare, Chapstick, Dove Beauty Products, Revlon, and Old Spice. Games. All made by RWDSU. Forward slash UFCW. Barrel of Monkeys, Battleship, Candyland, Chutes and Lattice, Clue, of Life, um, Hi Ho Cherio, <laughs> Monopoly, Mousetrap, Operation, Pictionary, Risk, um, um, let's see, Risk, what else? Mousetrap, Operation, Scrabble, Sorry, Taboo, Twi uh, Twister, and Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Sports equipment, American Athletic, Russell Brand, is made in UAW, Louisville Slugger, uh, McGregor Golf Court Clubs, a Standard Golf and Top Flight Golf Balls. Stocking stuffers, Rayovac Batteries, Bic Lighters, Giardelli Chocolates, Jelly Belly, Laffy Taffy, and Tootsie Roll Pops. <laughs> and Wine and Beer, uh, Chateau St. Michel. Uh, Columbia Crest, St. Superi, uh, Superi, Charles Krug, K. Mondavi, and Gallo of Sonoma. Miller Beer, Miller High Life, Miller Genuine Draft, Miller Light, Milwaukee's Best, Ice House, and Red Dog. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Budweiser American, Bud Light, Bicolo, Shock Top, that's another one, Bush, 
Rolling Rock, and O'Doul's. If you're in the big spender category, Jeep, a Ford Mustangs, and Cadillacs. So. Uh, Seymour cars made by UAW uh, and non-auto UAW made products. UAW makes non-auto products. Dodge Grand Caravan, Chrysler Town and Country, Ford Flex, Ford Edge, Dodge Charger. That's just a few, and we can go on further. Cars there. So you can put a car under your tree. What are the non-auto UAW made products? It says here for a f- just for a full list of UAW made products. Uh, no, they, that's okay, automobile. Okay, the other products. Okay. Water heaters. Oh wow. Okay. Hydraulic lifts for motorcycles. Westing white Westinghouse brand made machine dryers, machines dryers, and laundry centers. Oh. Auto glass replacement glass. Auto, auto parts. Tor- auto parts torque. Converters and rebuild kits for transmissions. That's pretty cool. Huh. Oil filters. Uh, Springs. Batteries. Coils and batteries. Drive shafts. Mostly uh, car parts, I guess. Yeah. Used to making car parts. Dump beds, plows, transfer fuel pumps, wheels, tires for electric lift trucks, wheel bearings. Yeah, everything to do with cars any, uh, their, and their parts. Huh. Butter products, coffee. Really? That's right. Folgers Coffee Land Company. Land Lakes, yeah. Land Lakes Butter. Kraft Foods. Uh-huh. Ice cream products. Perry's, Perry's ice, ice cream. cream yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, and more. Frosty Mix for Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, all kinds of products, huh? <sighs> Fiberglass insulation products, uh, pretty bizarre. Garage doors, steel introduced. UAW makes all these. Roofing yeah. materials. Yeah. Pocket, Pocket door frames, storm doors. Residential storm doors, yeah. That's really good. Residential windows. Cappuccino machines, coffee pots and fryers. Huh. C- uh, Cecilware. Uh, kitchen quip. Hand-operated kitchen appliances. That would be like... Yeah. Salad master. Air compressors, light duty to heavy duty commercial. Salar, Beal, made by locals. Broadcasting traffic, promotions, master control, news production, and office staff. W-E-Y-A. I, NBC 25, made by local 1811. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's pretty, so anyway, yeah, go ahead. It's all, it's all part of the game. But we're, we're happy that, uh, we're happy to see that. I mean, you know, anywhere we can promote any kind of union, you know, I think it's important to promote unions. We always have. And we're, we are sponsored by, you know, a very pleased to, you know, Asme Union has been uh, uh, sponsored.
sponsor of our show for oh. 10 years. Out of New Britain, Connecticut. Yeah, we've been grateful for doing for them very much so. And we wish, uh, want to wish Larry Dorman, um, uh, he's the public affairs coordinator for AFNI again, and we wish him the very best. This has judged in his family recently, and uh, hopefully we'll have him on our show in the next, uh, in the near future. Yeah. Maybe but, maybe after the holidays yeah, and then you yeah, know, things sure. settle down a bit. But uh, but for for everybody, we want to thank everyone. It's about five minutes here, but we want to thank everyone who joined us. And for those of you who are thinking of uh, maybe voting for Trump, okay, we got issues. Trump's got some issues. Yeah, you've got to think about it. Face. It's a whole year away, though, but, you know, I think by that time people are going to be so worn out they're not going to want to hear from any of these people. Oh, I think so. I I, don't, I, I have no idea who's, who's going to be uh, the next whatever, but we're hoping that uh, someone will. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Well... They're blaming Trump for uh, thanking Trump for entering uh, fringe news into the mainstream. <laughs> you know, fringe news meaning union issues and things like that. Everything that Lila and I have done for the last 15 years. You know, that's that's where now in mainstream, Lila. <laughs> Maybe that explains our huge a huge rise in in, uh, in, in, in website activity. Wow. But, um, you know, we're getting millions and millions and millions of visitors, and we're so happy uh, to see that happen. Uh, five reasons to yeah, end let, the Fed. Let, let, yeah, let, let me, let's finish with this. The five reasons to end the Fed. The dollar has lost nearly 100% of its value since the Fed was founded 100 years ago. A boom and bust for all its efforts to manage the economy, more Fed equals more instability. Special interest. The Fed benefits big banks at our expense with special credit and bailouts. The inflation tax. Inflation steals real value out of the pockets of the poor and the middle class, acting as a hidden tax. The debt. Thanks to the Fed, our government is printing away our way to poverty. Yeah. Isn't it time for honest money? And the Fed. And that is one of... Major, major I issues. would agree with that. So, yeah, I think we ought to have our own bank here in our state. I think so too, man. I think so too. So we're going to end the show tonight. We're going to thank everybody who joined us and say uh, thank you and join us next uh, next week. And uh, you know, until then, yeah, be peaceful. Good night. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.